Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Howdy folks, welcome to episode 141 of The Hungry Gamers, powered by 8-Bit and Audio Technica and a proud card-carrying member of the 8-Bit Network. I am your host today, Salim Abraham, Salim the Dream, and I'm joined of course by my favorite co-host, um, the one, the only Miss Ali Hart. Hello, hello. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How have you been? I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. It's been a week. It has it's been a week. It has been a week as we'll jump into it in a moment. Um, of course, Brendan is not here today. I believe Brendan is out hunting um, game in the wild. He's after that elk meat. Um, big Joe Rogan fan. Uh, he's, I actually have no idea where he is, but he gave us about three months notice that he would not be able to make today. And we still weren't ready. And we still kind of weren't ready. No, we were fine. No, um, no. Brendan's off doing his thing to being a businessman, running the Eight Bit Network as he does. Um, so he's uh, left the kids uh, in charge of the podcast today, and is probably worried sick. Where? Yeah, this is this is like that moment as a parent, uh, as a kid, where you're like you're swimming at the beach, and you're like, who can get the furthest out to the ocean? <laughs> Betcha I can beat you to that rip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who can swim against the current the best? Um, you can hold their breath. We'll try not to drown today in this episode, but uh, no, no promises, of course. Um, Ali, let's, let's just dive straight into it. Talk to me about um, the two games you've played this week. Okay, so unfortunately I didn't get to dive into Apex this week. My uh, goal to actually go pro is uh, so far not going well. Um, yeah, well, what can you do, man? It's a competitive network out there. I'm seeing some of the scorecards that people are busting out on Apex that I've got no chance. I ain't, oh. I, I ain't catching up. There, there are kills, like, I played this week for two hours with my cousin and there were scorecards, like, kill, kills in the thousands <laughs> and I felt like I've been left behind. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to quit now. Yeah. Quit while like- I'm behind jumping into a match is like you know how starts off it's like these are your champions and yeah. like each each person in that team had at least 1000 plus kills to their name on that character and i just went no backed out of the game <laughs> <laughs> to be fair uninstall. someone had already left the yeah, uninstall someone had already left the team so it was already like two of us i'm sure the other person probably did the same i apologize to whoever that was probably big booty hunter 69 xo um, so what I have been playing is, um, a game called The Way, uh, it's remastered. It's a game on the Switch, which was, um, originally, I think, released in 2006, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, it is your classic, like, uh, I don't know if you've played it or if you know of it, um, there was this game called Another World, where it's right. like this kind of cinematic kind of sci-fi adventure game with a lot of, like, clicking here kind of environmental puzzles to get you to you know point a point b um 
I actually stumbled upon it because I'm a tight ass and I always venture into the special deal section of the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to play Ape Escape, but I've seen some people... Uh, is it Ape Escape? Is that what it's called? Um, it's the yeah. yeah new one from Devolver Digital. But Wait. I saw some... Is it Devolver Digital? The new one? Yeah. Ape Escape Ape Escape's an old PlayStation game. Okay, yeah. No, it was an Ape Escape. What's it called? It's called Ape Something. People are probably mm. going to get really angry at me. People are raving about it. It's on the Switch. I think it's also on PC. Um, and it's got like this kind of um, background jazz kind of music going on. And you're essentially just this monkey going absolute ham and killing people trying to get out of a building. And it's you go level by level. But it looks crazy. Ape. And It's called Ape Out. Ape Out. There we go. Yeah. Um, people were raving about it, talking about playing it on the Switch. And I thought, oh, I'll have a look at it. It's about 20-something Oz, like Australian dollars, and Mm -hmm. I saw someone play it, and my mind already kind of, you know, was weighing up whether it was worth it or not. So I kind of, I backed away from there, went into my tight-ass section, so I went into the sales section, and I saw this game, The Way, and straight away it reminded me of Another World, which was a Mega Drive game, Master System Mega Drive game from way back that I remember, and Uh it was like a buck. So... Yeah, I know, right? Right up it's my really alley. Um, downloaded it, and it is exactly like Another World. Uh, kind of that rotoscope um, animation, um, that kind of style. Uh, mm-hmm. And it starts off with you, like, un- like unburying of your wife. So, like, this guy, the scientist, his, his missus has died, and he's trying to bring her back. So he's looking into ancient technology to bring her back. So it's that kind of... That kind of story, that kind of theme, and oh my god, it's it it uh, is very dependent on its auto save, so you can't save, so yeah, it's destroying me. I completely forgot how soul crushing those kind of save points are in old games where you don't yeah. get to choose <laughs> where you save last. And I can it's I, I me. can totally jump in on that when I start talking about one of the games I played this week. Yeah, autosave has changed gaming in a way that I feel like we don't really appreciate yeah, anymore well, because we didn't live, we didn't grow up with autosave. So older games are very brutal. Yeah. Very so brutal. when they've got their their own, when the game has its own save points and you can't choose that where you want to save. I didn't realize how much I took that for granted. Like I played Sonic recently and that obviously is a punish in its own, in its own point. But like these kind of adventure games where you're solving puzzles, you're trying to get from point A to point B and it's very like, some sections are very like slow and strategic and all you yeah. need is that one little fuck up and you're back to the start and it's like, oh Lord. But design-wise, it's gorgeous. Um, I've heard, yeah, I've heard it's it, it is pretty... Um... Uh, sad like the first uh the introduction part is quite sad i i was watching a video of it once where the guy your character carries his dead wife's body mm. that's um, how it starts its game that's how it starts yeah that's how you start so <laughs> <laughs> so um so have you finished it yet Did oh you god get no no it? like literally only got it this week okay. um but and I'm I look I'm gonna be freaking honest I'm a bloody struggle street with this like whole like puzzle solving and not getting like you know getting spotted but it was really nice to go back to like another world was the game as a kid 
that I never yeah. finished from like start to finish because um, it was a struggle. And then yeah. it was only like, I think I said it on the podcast, it was only a few years back where they released it on PC or I think it was PC and I finished it. And it was like, it was such a like small like achievement to like young Allie who probably swore up a storm because she couldn't get past certain levels in that game. So um, it was just, it's, this is really, really nostalgic playing this game. So it was random find and yeah. I have to say, you don't understand how much uh how, how close what you just said it was to what i did this week I'll, like oh. i'm go, absolutely gonna jump into it in a moment but like there are so many things that you just said that um, it. are consistent like, no 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 we can break uh, the formula uh, brendan's not here yeah well let's break it let's break, let's break it. it what if we what if we did what if we did news first game second do you think you'd be mad oh yeah <laughs> I think the audience would just wouldn't know what hit them. Would you go? Oh, um, no. So, all right, do you rate it as uh, as far as you've been playing it? So far, so good. Obviously, this is a very, very, you know, niche section of people. Like, if you want, like, smooth, free-flowing, kind of whimsical, puzzle-solving, like, I don't know, like, some of the platformers that have been out lately, it's not mm. like that. It's not as smooth-moving. It's, like, you are going to hit a lot of, like, you know, mental brick walls and everything like that but if you used to play those games back then like back in the 90s i think is roughly like probably a good idea of when these games were popular sci-fi dramatic um you know cinematic kind of storylines then i reckon give mm. it a go it's cheap now it's like a, like i said a buck or something so yeah what do you gotta lose yeah a dollar that's like that's a coffee at 7-eleven a dollar is totally um achievable like if you stole a dollar from your parents they would never know that's true yeah that's true so don't don't steal from your parents unless you really need that dollar though (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing kids can buy that's a dollar nowadays the way they can they can buy the way remastered well they can buy the game yeah or coffee at 7-eleven whatever you (laughs) want to do um yeah uh you you also played rise of nations yeah Oh boy, that is a cruel mistress, but I'm so addicted to that damn game. Like, the problem was, was I grew up with Age of Vampires, and that's all I knew. Like, yeah. it was Age of Vampires or nothing, except for Age of Mythology. But um, Rise of Nations has only been introduced to me recently, and I never thought a game like this like, would just hit me so hard as it has. Like, I don't know how many times I play it, and... I'm not good at it. I'm not like, I'm not bad. I don't lose, but I'm not great. I'm not the Mm. leading nation. I'm that side nation that builds up its economy. And then when it's like, when its friend is going to war, they go, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I I could send some people. I'm around. I'm around. I can, I can help out. Like I'm too busy. Like, you know, being like, you know, infrastructure master with like, you know, roads that are in line and perfectly placed farms and, you know, having a business sector and a military sector. But yeah, I can send some people. I'm always the leader on the wealth chart. (laughs) (laughs) Is that just a measurement of how much you've accumulated or is that like how much you've got ready to go? Uh, Accumulated and at the end, you just see my wealth just like... It's like, I I just... You're a shrewd leader. I guess I... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's not a bad quality, obviously. Means oh, you can man. spend more on them armies. 
Yeah. Um, I, I've never played this game. It does oh, look really? exactly like Age of Empires 2, though. And the, the thing is, is that as much as I loved Age of Empires, it, it will always have a soft spot in my heart. Rise of Nations, you actually go beyond, like, you know, modern age. Like, you start doing nuclear warheads and all these other kind of, like, you, your little carts, horse and carts, turn into, like, trucks. And it's so sad because <laughs> if someone's behind, they're walking around on camels and you've got a truck just, like, driving past them. You could shoot a tank, a full like scale military tank at a poor man in like his little cart with like a little cannon on the end of it. this kind of sounds fun it's a lot of fun like it sounds fun in a dumb kind of way it I is mean. well yeah i mean you know it's it's nothing new it's a it's very much of the old stuff but by golly is it fun but the aot uh, ao E2 formula is so good where it, it's like it sounds exactly the same it sounds oh, like it you're, is. Just, you're just building up through ages it just in this the ages are, get more advanced is that it, fair that's is it like exactly it randomly generated maps mm-hmm. with resources just dispersed throughout you just yeah. got to find your way through it yeah exactly right there are like the very minor changes that I had to get used to being stuck in an Age of Empires state of mind but like oh I th- I'll throw that away just to like you know get to that level where people are getting nuclear bombed while they're trying to build a temple. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. I know. That just sounded really sinister. Lots of fun. I recommend it. If no one, if you were an age of vampires person and strictly that go check out rise of nations just to go back to the past, but try something new. What is, um, what's, do you know what it's costing at the moment? It's an old game. It's like 2005, I think it maybe is. Even 2003. But I do I think it actually sits on that stupid price point where they're a bit stubborn. I think it still sits roughly around the $20 mark. So it's probably one of those things to get on sale, you know, winter sale, summer sale. Two, 2003, it is 2003. Um, what a time to be alive. Yeah, it's it's score, scores pretty well though. Um, cool. I might get it. I have AOE 2 um, HD. And I have that, yeah. I was, I was going through my Steam games this week and I was looking at like what I felt like playing and that that was there and I was definitely interested. I just, I don't know what it is. I, I, I was never as good at AoE 2 as I was at other RTSs and that has like a huge impact on me wanting to play it. Like AoE 2 specifically, I'd get railed by everything. Like my computer, like my, my friends when we play local games and then also when i'd play ai the ai would also just romp me so no see i could always beat ai it was my friends that always destroyed me because i guess ai has that certain like same practice kind of thing that they always do whereas friends are much more aggressive and the way i play and like starcraft oh my god i would get destroyed because i would sit there yeah nest myself in build my defenses first and yeah. then, like, although I could hold everyone off, I just never had enough resources to build up the army because I was too busy defending my friggin' base. I was the opposite. Blizzard RTSs, I was always, uh, like, great at. Like, really good. Not, like, pro, but very competitive. Goddamn. Um, yeah, but just could never crack Age of Empires or, or Age of Mythology. Oh. Um, but I like, I like the look of this game. We should, we should give it a crack. Definitely. Yeah, we've got we've got a few on the list. We've got Hyperjam to do, still. Yeah, Hyperjam's there to do. There's a, a, th- a round of Apex that we should probably get on the... I was going to say get in the <sighs> canister, but that's really old field too. 
You know, you know what's interesting about that? Actually, um, I accidentally this morning um, went to Twitch. Like, um, I think I was trying to type in another URL and it went to Twitch. But I, what, as soon as it was there, I was like, I wonder if Apex is still number one. No, it's not number one for viewers at the moment. What um, is Overwatch? Well, le- no, League of Legends and Overwatch are the two highest, I think, at the time. There must be some kind of Overwatch event happening. Overwatch League has just started, yeah. Yeah. Um, but League of Legends, like, I actually think, power to these guys. These guys have been around forever, and they are always, like, if they're not first, they're second. Like, Fortnite or Apex or whatever it might be could be first, but they are always, like, second. With yeah. a solid 200,000. I, I, I don't get it. I need to obviously look into it more. Have I played it? I don't think I have. You haven't played League of Legends? I don't think so. I just, oh I played God. Smite. I think that was my attempt at that kind of you know it's it's kind of like it's it's you've got to do it at least for like a week you know what i mean like you've got to just kind (laughs) of play enough to kind of get behind the meta a little bit yeah Um, and then once you understand it you could probably let it go but i i haven't heard still i haven't heard great things for noobs for like the leak just saying yeah For me, it's like a bad addiction. Every now and then, I'll just get a craving and I'll just want to play some League of Legends. Um, I've been strong, though. I've fought the addiction hard for a long time. We're really proud Um, of you, Sam. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Just on League of Legends um, news, actually, while we're talking about it, um, Kale and Morgana are getting an update. I read that last night. Um, Quality of life changes to the characters. So if you're a League of Legends player, you can expect that on its way in a couple of weeks. Um, But just going back to the Twitch thing, Apex is like fifth. Past, oh. past Overwatch and past Fortnite. Fortnite's actually got more for the first time that I've seen in a while. Maybe that's been the case for a little while, but um, since its launch, I've just noticed that Apex has obviously just kind of dominated Twitch every time I've jumped on. So it should. Yeah, should it? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, Apex <laughs> or Fortnite? Uh, Apex. Apex should be on top. I don't know. Maybe just a new game mode entirely, like a new game genre entirely instead of battle royales like something else let's get yeah something we've got to come up with whatever that is the new battle royale something yeah. to take over it what if it was a game where and i'm bad at improv i'm not i'm not good at this kind of off the cuff stuff but what if it was a game where you make a character that is yourself and you have to then go out and find someone who looks as close to you as possible in a, like a huge MMO and it's called twins and whoever's the, got the highest possible like comparison, whoever that is, they win, they win the match. Maybe we could call it like doppelgangers. Doppelgangsters. So yeah. Doppelgangsters or doppelgangers. So, cause you want to create a gang of people that look like you. And then you go out and kill everyone else. So you have first five minutes Find the people that look... This is starting to sound like racial genocide. We should probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I I was really going to go... 20 minutes and we've turned the uh, podcast dark. Awesome. That's a new record. Really, I was really going to start to go down the thing of like... Because I'm just obviously talking about people who look exactly the same as you. And then it's starting to sound yeah, like racial genocide. All right. So what did I play this week? Um, so you were talking about how you were playing a game um, and like how um, uh, another way. No, a uh, way out. You were talking about how a way out was. The way. Um, no, a way out was the game that you played as a kid and you finished it. Oh, no, that's another world. Another world. Sorry. That's that's the game. 
Yeah. Um, you're talking about how Another World was a game um, that you, you played as a kid but never finished. Um, then you finished, it was a huge achievement. Well, I had a similar experience this week. Final Fantasy VIII was the first Final Fantasy game that I ever played and that I ever purchased. And I got it when I was very, very young. Didn't understand any of the complex mechanics in the game when I first purchased it. I've gone back to it several times as a, uh, you know, as a teenager and an adult, and I've had plenty of run-throughs of it. And I always get to 95% completed in the story. And then just that last 5%, I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm a bit bored. Don't ask me what the hell that is that like will make you play 50 hours of game to, and not just do like the last five or 10. Like, mm. I don't know what that instinct is in me, but I never actually finished this game. I've seen the last 10% or parts of it. I've seen like the final boss fight and stuff. And I know how the story ends. Mm. And I've always just kind of been like, that's enough. Like, I don't need to go through again. Um, I just had an itch to play it again this week and I decided to, to see where I was up to. Turns out I was kind of at that 85, 90% mark on my current save from years ago. Yeah. I thought, all right, I'm just, I'm just going to do this. So I went ham on it. I, I put about 20 hours into it this week, got all of the, all of the summons, the, the guardian forces, um, had a crack at the final boss fight several times and then this is also touching back on where autosave sucks um final boss fight in final fantasy 8 can go for about 20 minutes and it's in four phases and it's like it doesn't matter how strong your characters are the way the fight mechanics work your whole party can die it's not relative to how much you do in damage or how much hits you can take there are just spells that will kill you. And if you don't revive fast enough, you guys will just fade away. Mm. Um, so I was for a full day, like I think from about nine to maybe three, four o'clock in the afternoon, I was just doing this boss fight. Sounds very dumb, but I was just doing this, like this last part of the castle, Ultima Seas castle in the boss fight. And I was yelling like a motherfucker into, into my computer screen the whole day. Um, because... I got so close so many times and I just kept getting brutalized by this uh, by this this boss. But I ended up winning. I ended up overcoming, finally finished the game, huge achievement, can tick that off the bucket list. Um, now all I have is like The Last of Us and... You and me both. There's probably a couple of others. Like I don't think I really finished The Witcher 3, which I could probably go back and do. Um, yeah, now I've just got those to, to, to get through. I don't know. Jono, I feel like Jono keeps track more than me of these things. So Jono, let me know what else I'm missing there. Um, just on Final Fantasy VIII though, it's, it's such a beautiful game. I really um, had to go further into the mechanics to, I guess, optimize my party than I've ever done before. And it's got a really complex um, sort of leveling system. Levels don't mean shit. So your characters do level up, but that doesn't mean anything. What you can do in this game though to power up your characters is you can assign magic to attributes. Okay. Probably doesn't make a lot of sense on the face of it, but you, you go around the whole world collecting magic all game, like from all different points. You can collect it from monsters. You can collect it from like little, little nodes around the maps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you assign those to attributes. So you can assign like your fire to your strengths stats sorry and that boosts it and so you you have to play around with all the magic around the attributes to really optimize how strong and tough your characters are um 
and it's just a fun way to 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 level up and strategize around battles and and to to really consider like what you need for a fight there are some fights where you just you need to be able to take hits because if you can't take hits you're not going to be able to stand up to big amounts of damage mm-hmm. other fights elements are more of a thing so it's the rock scissors paper of fire beats eyes and earth beats arrow or whatever mm. is that the case i think that is the case <laughs> um anyway i just i really love this game i, I love the story as well i think final fantasy 8 fantastic um it's probably between 20 and 35 dollars on steam at the moment i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure i know some of those titles are like 15 bucks and some of them are a bit more expensive because of just how popular they are yeah but, um but yeah this final was, fantasy a get on this it. was my first that was my first final fantasy too ah. it was on a it was on a pc demo disc really yeah yeah so it starts off it's essentially just a bit before the ballroom scene. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like, is it a ballroom? Um, the yeah, dance scene. Um, and then you do, I think, one fight in it. And I just remember, is it Shiva? Is that the summon? Shiva. Yeah, Shiva, you would have fought Ifrit, who's the fire guy. So you would have gone into the volcano and fought Ifrit. Um, I were, yeah, I just remember that there's like Shiva. a... Shiva. Yeah. She yeah. was like my favorite, but then I hated how they kept on changing her throughout the years, and she just kept on looking worse and worse. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I felt I so. Think she's, I think she's all right. She, she, they, they. She's the one who surprisingly has kind of stayed the most consistent out of all of them. Um, yeah. All the yeah. summons that get used, but anyway, uh, the the other thing I did this week after having the couple of NPC boys on last week talking about <laughs> Nuzlocks. And also it was Pokemon Day this week, and we'll talk about that in a moment. I decided I'm going to do a Nuzlocke challenge of my own. So I mm-hmm. busted out the Nintendo DS and started playing Pokemon Soul Silver Nuzlocke. Um, we didn't really go into detail around what Nuzlocke means last week, but just really quickly, um, a Nuzlocke's like a permadeath sort of way of playing Pokemon games. So if you... Um, if your Pokemon faints, like it's dead, you can't revive it. You can't restore it at a Pokemon center. You just have to like put it in a PC or release it and consider it gone. And the other thing as well is that you, you can only catch the first Pokemon you encounter on any new route. So whatever that first one is, that's your only opportunity. If you kill it, you don't get another chance on that route. You have to wait to the next one. Um, it doesn't matter if you already have it or not. You also have to nickname them. And the idea behind that is that it makes it harder for you when they die. So like, it's, it's, it's a whole torture. It was actually started a long time ago by, I think the person's handle was Nuzlocke. And there's like a web comic about his run through of these games with these, these rules enforced. Um, huh. There are other rules you can do that are harder, like no Pokemon centers or whatever. But I just did that, wow. those three rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got as far as one badge in before completely dying. Uh, and it was soul crushing because wow. I think I was playing for about four hours and I died to the second gym battle in, um, in, in Silver, which is uh, Bugsy. She's a bug type trainer. Um, I was wow. going off of... Yeah, I know, pretty bad, right? Yeah. But, so I... Um, I played a ton of the original silver version and the move sets were different. And I remember specifically like Bugsy's Scyther having, this is, this is how much of the Poke champ I am, right? So NATO step up if you think you can top this. The Scyther in the original uh, Pokemon silver version had uh, a move called Fury Cutter, which was the move that she gives you after you beat her. 
In this mm-hmm. game, it's U-turn, which is a completely different move. And I was watching out for Fury Cutter, which does not do a lot of damage at the start and easily can just take out the Scyther. U-turn will knock you the fuck out. Like, <laughs> absolutely blow away your whole party. So I had a Ghastly, I had a, a Hoot Hoot, and I had a like a Bayleaf, which is the evolved Chikorita starter. And all three of those guys just got absolutely pumped by Scyther. And they were my only three good ones. The rest were just kind of plebs. Aww. So as soon as the first one to go was like Ghastly, my heart broke immediately. Then mm. the Hoot Hoot went, heart broke again. And then I was like, all right, I can still do this with Bayleaf. And Bayleaf got one-shotted by U-Turn and that was it. So that's three hours of work down the drain. Um, wow. I was doing so well. You don't understand. Like I, I was putting so much time into really training them to make them stronger so that I didn't have to like find myself. They were like, level, they were like four or five levels above all of these Pokemon I was fighting and I still got pummeled by it. It's because so, you didn't look after the other ones in your team. They could have helped you. I had a slow poke that I was about to start training. Like I was... Ah. Yeah, I know. I was really excited by that. There's a little cave in the second city you go to where you have to fight Team Rocket and there's Slowpokes there. And I was like, I was super pumped about that. Anyway, <laughs> no good. No, no bueno. Um, I'm going to give it another crack because mm-hmm. it, fu- it was fun, believe it or not. But um, but yeah, that's that that was a shocking attempt, I think. First one badge. I just want to say how incredible it is that people were able to take just a base game with its own concept and everything like that, yet create this like Nuzlocke rule system, which just gives the game just a whole new replayability. I think that's oh, pretty cool. It's so much fun. It actually makes it so much harder as well. And there are there are rules you can add to it still, like um, you can't switch Pokemon out of battles or you can't use items in fights. You can't use Pokemon centers in towns. It's items only. Like rules like that. Wow. make it hardcore hardcore mode is fuck like try and find an old version of the game and, and give the nuzlocke challenge a go it's definitely not easy at all sounds like a punish um so we'll, we'll move into the news but just before that a little bit of housekeeping uh thank you to all of our patreon supporters for your contribution to the ongoing greatness of the 8-bit network it is very much appreciated by all of us here at 8-Bit. If you would like to donate and receive some awesome awards uh, from the team here at 8-Bit, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are 8-Bit. And if you are one of our supporters, then episode two of the 8-Bit cast is now up. Uh, Ali was on it, <laughs> joined by Cruzy and Dane um, to reflect on pop culture and technology of your younger years. Talking mm-hmm. about Nokia phones and whatnot. Um, ringtones. Ringtones. <laughs> custom-made ringtones, no doubt. Really um, if you're a Patreon supporter, you can access that right now. Um, and if you are not one of our Patreon supporters, these episodes do come out weeks later. Um, episode one just went public, went live for, for public consumption. And you can go ahead and subscribe to the 8BigCast channel um, anywhere you find podcasts, that first episode was a Valentine's Day special with myself, Drew, and Nato. Um, certainly go ahead and give it a give it a listen when you have a romantic moment in your life. The other thing I just wanted to, I guess, mention here now, a bit of a bit of a sadder note. Um, some 
good friends of ours, Michael and Tegan from the Reset Podcast, are going on hiatus. This is going to be their last episode that's releasing this week, episode 123. Um, they've been doing the Reset Podcast um, for about as long as we've been doing The Hungry Gamers, and we've gotten to know them very well over the last few years. Um, we've seen them at conventions. They've come up to Sydney for things. We've gone down to Melbourne for things. And they're, they're also part of the, um, the AGPN, the, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, which is what we're a member of as well. Um, just wanted to say we, we absolutely love um, Michael and Teague in a reset. We're going to also miss the shit out of their show. Um, they're such good people. I always joke that their podcast is where I go to get my gaming news. Um, and I, I say that because I actually am a very big fan of, of the work that they do. And I, I really do love their show. I think they're very, very clever, know what they're talking about. Um, they have a huge love for games. I suspect that they're doing it now because Resident Evil 2 Remake and Kingdom Hearts 3 have dropped. So there's nothing else to really live for anymore. Um, they've, done, <laughs> they've gotten everything they wanted out of the gaming world. Um, no, look, they're really good. Um, absolute quality. I do hope that this is just hiatus and I'll come back sometime in the future as reset podcast or perhaps as something else. Only time will tell. But um, for the time being, thank you very much, Michael and Tegan. We, we do love you and we wish you all the best in the future. And if you haven't listened to any of their shows, you need to go over and check out uh, Reset Podcast. Um, it's just well worth your time. Cannot stress that enough. And now the news. This week's news headlines. Okay, so uh, we have a bunch of little little um, appetizers here, which uh, is my attempt at appeasing Brendan using a food-based reference to talk about the <laughs> I small know it kills you news. on the inside, Sam. <laughs> I hate it so much. You don't understand. So the, the first appetizer this week, uh, to do with Fortnite. So Fortnite um, have season eight coming out. And uh, this season, it comes with pirate camps. Cool. Um, but more interestingly, it also comes with a couple of other things, a couple of additional mechanics, which we have not seen in the Fortnite universe before, but they do sound very, very familiar. They're, mm-hmm. they're introducing a ping system. Mm-hmm. And they're also introducing uh, what's called second chance buses. Well, which... that's, yeah, there's reports of seeing them at this stage. So, um, okay. Yeah. It sounds to me like someone likes Apex. Yeah, sounds like someone who loves being sued might want to get sued themselves. Um, yeah, no, uh, it recently dropped with their season eight. A lot of people were pointing out that there's a now a lovely ping system where you can ping locations, ping items and such. They're saying it's not, you know, it's not as great as Apex, but um, it's just uncanny. Uncanny it's- that this system just like only just got dropped now. Yeah, it, look, you know what? To to be totally fair, it's not. It shouldn't be a game changing mechanic, but it was just so clever that um, Apex had it, mm-hmm. uh, and it just it, it's amazing how such a small thing can make communication that much easier for everyone. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not surprised that that's going to be introduced in Fortnite. I just think it's funny if the reports about the second chance buses, these respawn points, effectively, mm-hmm. if that's. If that's also true, then 
I don't know. I think that's a bit too much on the nose. And also, is that the game that they really want to make? Like, is that is that what they want Fortnite to become? Something where you can just have second chances as well, like Apex? Or, or is, is the, you know, you're dead, you're out. I think that's kind of better. Do you I ever stick know. around in Apex when you get killed? I like, as soon as I'm down and... If I'm, I'm with pub, randos, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, if I'm with I'm randos, no. Out. Yeah, I just leave politely. Um, a lot of people say, like, that have been, like, talking about this, you know, that whole meme where it's like, hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just change it a little. Um, <laughs> that meme's going around for this. Uh, but a lot of people have addressed that sometimes it's good just to have competitive nature in the gaming sphere. It encourages like development improvements and, you know, progressing forward kind of thing. And Hey, we've said it here before. Let's keep Fortnite relevant. So the kids have somewhere to go. So they stay away from apex. Um, I know I look, I know that's very toxic to say, but you know, I don't like hearing about how much people want to screw my mom. So yeah, no, look, I can only take that so much. I do agree, and I do totally uh, want the Fortnite kids to stay in Fortnite land. Um, I, I think this is interesting because we, we look, I might be wrong, but I don't think we've ever really seen this kind of iterative updating of games um, in response to competition. Not quickly enough, not, not as quick as this. Um, mm. And so for Apex to come out, a month ago and then for Fortnite to be introducing changes in direct response to the release of apex that to me is is something that's kind of it is a little bit gross but it's also it's it's really fascinating to me at the same time that they can pull that off in such a short period of time yeah um, well it's like yeah you lived without it for so long you just witnessed another company presented in their game and it being a success it's amazing yeah. what you can push through when you pay attention and speaking of getting pushed through, uh, also coming in Fortnite in season eight is a uh, a creative island. I think they call these things or creative maps mm-hmm. um, for Weezer, the band from my childhood. <laughs> um, they just released a new album called The Black Album, and to help promote it, they've partnered up with um, the the lovely team at Fortnite Epic to um, to have their own world or something. I don't understand this part of the game, but effectively there's like a Weezer world, which is a theme park around Weezer. Um, sort of comes off of the back of Marshmallow. Was that the guy's name? Yeah, the DJ's think, name yeah DJ Marshmallow or whoever he is, yeah. Yeah, having 10.5 million players sign in for a one-day event, which was a record um record breaking event in gaming so this now seems to be a bit of a a new revenue stream for epic obviously they're going to get more um anyone who wants to promote anything in game just pay epic enough they'll build a world around it you get all the kids involved um there was how do you feel about this weezer weezer are a good band i liked weezer i love not anti-weezer i'm not anti-weezer i love weezer they're a great bunch but I don't know. Like, first of all, bad timing because obviously they were paying attention to how popular Fortnite was and they're like, okay, yep, Fortnite's a thing, Fortnite's a thing. And this would have obviously been an arrangement in the works for a while. And literally they dropped this in Fortnite and they're like, let's be honest, their key demographic of who would like Weezer has actually gone over to Apex. Like the majority of us have, right? Like we're over there now. So I just... 
I wonder if it's for us. I don't think it's for us, man. Do I think you it's really for... think it's a hey, my fellow kids? I think it is, man. I think it is. Like, why else would you go to Fortnite? Like, the kid... The, I... Oh, look, again, I don't know this, but I would assume that the majority of people playing Fortnite are not people our age. They're people younger than us. People yeah. probably younger than 20 who don't know Weezer. And I think this is absolutely about Weezer engaging with a new... Um, a new audience that they don't already have. I don't need convincing. I still listen to Weezer. Um, yeah. So you reckon it was strictly them just trying to reach out to the younger demographic, or oh, let's yeah. just say I, let's just say an alternative demographic for anyone that is older that plays Fortnite still. I think as a marketing tool to be using a video game to flog an album, this is a weird world we're living in now. It um, is. I could let I could let the DJ Marshmallow thing go because. That name means nothing to me. I have no idea who that person is. But Weezer is something. It's a touchstone from from our from our youth. So yeah, definitely. Uh, this is yeah. This is something that I think is interesting. No doubt will be successful. There's just too many people bloody on Fortnite for this not to be somehow successful for them. But I don't know. Weird, cool Weezer world. Check it out. Fortnite season eight. Trying to think who, what kind of game would be good for an album launch. And all I can think is is like Sunset Overdrive, that that that's very fortnightly. So I'm gonna make that connection. But I don't know. What's what's, um, so, what's the card game? The music card game where you just put things down and create beats and rhythms. Sammy Deej loves this game. I know, and the reset guys uh, love this game too. It's called yeah. oh, what's it called? I don't remember that one. I'm sorry, Sammy. Don't hate me. Do not hate me. Um, but we were talking maybe, about like how concerts are going into VR now anyhow, so... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, the future. The future, it's a scary thing. It it's is a very scary, scary. Thing. AI, coming for all of us. Um, maybe you want to wax fine on this next point. Um, Destiny Season of the Drift is going to kick off on March 5. It's going to include some new content. Talk us through it. Uh, so majority of this content is going to be linked to Gambit and uh, the Drifter. So we are looking at... Uh, Destiny, like Bungie, essentially listening to audiences and giving us um, private gambit matches, which is a lot of um, what a lot of people have desperately cried for. So this is like free to everyone. Um, now, if you're a annual pass holder, they've actually introduced Gambit Prime, which is Gambit with allocated um, like positions. So you know you could you could you're essentially highlighting that you're going to look after one specific thing. You could be the collector. You can be the you know the intruder that goes to the other side um and the other thing is is that you're it's not like set it's not like you have to be one and then that cancels it out you can be an entire group of intruders so um and they've also incorporated new gambit right. gear so you can also highlight who you are so you've got like red green yellow and another color this, sorry is this all meant to be like pre-match information displayed for the team so yeah. that you can see at a sign that's clever that's good they do that in um surprisingly they do that in league um although the roles that you assign or the roles you sort of volunteer to go into are, fi are fixed mm -hmm. um and typically you can't have like all support or all mids or whatever um but it's just designed so that there's less fighting in match this, this actually, in my personal opinion, because also playing with randos, um, having this kind of like position um, thing highlighted is really good because I know when I jump into a match, 
I personally know I ain't intruding because I ain't good at that shit. Someone else can take that job. If you're good at it, go for gold. I've only accidentally done it once because I was running past the portal and someone knocked me in. I'm like, oh, shit. Um, So if if you're in a team with people, a bunch of randoms, and everyone is saying, hey, I've got this covered, at least that's that's kind of communicated with each other. Then, you, you oh, know, yeah. you look around, you're like, okay, I can see what you're in charge of. But yeah, in regards to intimidating the other team, like I could only imagine just like lining up and just seeing a row of intruders. I'm like, that's either going to be terrifying or very <sighs> uncoordinated. So um, there's other things that are added to new guns, new armor sets. Um, I believe they're also bringing in um, some kind of like horde based boss kind of uh, primeval as well but um they've got a they've got a roadmap they've got some videos dropped so if you want to look into it look at it now i won't um, go into I, it anymore i've got to i've got to ask how many hours on the reg are you putting into destiny 2 at the moment is this i haven't touched or? no i haven't touched destiny hey. i think i popped in for valentine's day uh that was about it but i loved gambit so there's a pretty good chance i might be coming back cool Cool, cool, cool. Um, on uh, favorite games within the 8-bit network, uh, <laughs> Tekken 7 also had some news this week. So um, on Thursday, February 28th, the Thursday that's just gone by, um, two characters became available. Of course, Julia Chang, who's um, beloved staple of the Tekken world. Um, she's finally available to play. Um has been missed sorely since the game launch but ever since the announcement late last year everyone's just been dying to give her a crack she's just an absolutely fantastic character and then a not so great one negan from the walking dead Uh, another sort of yeah another sort of guest character cross promotion with the walking dead um i'm not sure how harada son did this one but uh made a deal why yeah (laughs) why exactly (laughs) um but it's just you know again it's it's the same as like noctis and um uh oh forget the other guy's name um like these guest characters uh bring in people who aren't into tekken makes sense to me like i'll always play tekken i don't care who's on the roster i do care but like i'll always play that game and unless you're um already kind of in it it's hard to break into it but this Mm. is a good way to bring people in you get these guest characters in you make their movesets super simple. You make their combos really easy to pull off. You make people feel good about playing them. And then you hope they stick around. Uh, and then you so, crush them. And then you and make then them you, play against a pro and then destroy their dreams. Crush their dreams. Um, so that they're out now. I, I actually haven't given either of these characters a playthrough just yet. Um, I, I will be giving it a crack next week, though. And I look forward to reporting back on how I feel about Negan. Actually, um, I gotta tell you, I watched um, last night um, York Street Battles. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched it on Twitch last night. Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Did you watch which which game? Did you watch it? Was it was Tekken. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I was who watching won? a bunch do, of Tekken. Do you know the name who won? Was it a guy named Dion? Mm, uh, I didn't see the final. I think I was watching the top five, and I think yeah. someone was called Alchemist. Another yep. person was called something Box. So. Yeah, those are those are the regulars. Box, yeah. Alchemist, Dion. Um, yeah, those three guys are pretty into it. They like it's... fly overseas to play Tekken. Wow, it's yeah, just crazy have, seeing like professionals it. play. Because at first I'm like they're not doing anything, and then next thing you know, like within just like one move set, they kill the other person. I'm like, how did yeah. it go from zero to one hundred? Yeah, pretty it's, impressive. Yeah, 
it's pretty yeah they're they're pretty amazing they're, they're actually really amazing at it uh i'll stop i'll stop gushing um <clears throat> on uh other news though and kind of really exciting news ea tweeted this week that the first gameplay trailer for the new action adventure star wars games coming out that's star wars um jedi fallen order that's uh going to be available it's going to drop sorry the trailer will drop on april 13th so we'll get a first look at the game see what it's like i'm pretty excited it's been a while since uh a a good action adventure in the star wars universe has come out um did you see that battlefront 2 costs five bucks at the moment no really battlefront 2 is five dollars in big w right now five dollars aud which is like three dollars something american Maybe they're just. Two. Are they still? Is loot boxes still a thing for them, or whatever the loot system was? A pay they, to. They, they, they made their money, then changed it uh, uh-huh. to be friendlier. To be friendlier, and I just think after that they're like, all right, we're good. We'll, we'll cash out at this point. <laughs> oh um, god. My friend's actually bugging me to get it. I think I've got a copy of it on Xbox One. I need to play it on PlayStation with my mate though. He, re- he really wants me to get it. And I kind of want to play it. They're fun. They are fun games. Yeah, for five bucks, but I don't mind. Mm. Done wor- I've done worse for less. <laughs> um, yeah. Save that for an 8-bit cast. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, enough about that. Let's get on to the, the bigger pieces of news this week. It has been a pretty funny week. Um, first of all, Pokemon Sword and Shield got announced on Pokemon Day, um, yeah. which I, which was Tuesday, I'm pretty sure, not Tuesday or Wednesday, one or the other. Um, so this is the new core Pokemon title that's coming out on the Switch. It was announced in 2017, first in 2017, um, I'm pretty sure. Maybe 2018, early 2018. But it was announced a while ago that they were working on a core Pokemon game for the Switch um, that wasn't Pokemon Let's Go. And... Uh, it looks pretty cool. Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's set in a world called Gola or Galar. Um, it's based uh, or it's heavily influenced by um, by England, by Britain. Yeah, Victorian architecture kind of style. Yeah. Um, and we got a first look at the three starters, which are uh, Grookey, the grass type, Scorbunny, the fire bunny and Sobble, the, the little water lizard thing. Um, there was a cool 3D announcement trailer which showed off the world itself, some of the areas that you can explore. It does look very detailed. It looks great as a Pokemon game. Um, I couldn't quite tell from looking at it, are they going back to the old battle system? I think they are. They're, they're dropping the Let's like Go. It. Yeah, the, the fight to catch system. They're dropping the Let's Go, sort of just throw a Pokeball at it thing and going mm-hmm. back to their old school ways, which I am all in favor of um but i'll tell you what looking at these three new starters it's always weird <laughs> it's always it weird is. seeing these new things um what do you think do you have a favorite um i'm this okay so i've actually already been shunned by a lot of my friends in the community um watching this announcement i wasn't hyped i i, I watched and i was like eh and then i saw the starter pokemon i'm like okay like i don't really feel the kind of cutesy attachment that a lot of people have been really clinging onto with some of these. Um, I like that they went back to simpler designs. Um, they kind of have been known to kind of like overcomplicate like their characters and just putting too much detail. Um, so I like that they've simplified things. Um, 
Grookey looks too much like the um, I've completely forgotten his name from I think maybe the season previous. Um, and Sobble just looks sad, and Score Bunny. Eh. I'm I'm kind of actually can put a bit off about how Score Bunny actually looks because um, Jessica Negri just did a cosplay of it, and I've actually got that in my mind now. So that's <laughs> kind of manipulating my <laughs> decision choice right now. Um, but for the most part, it does look like you know a much more improved like classic style, and they just keep on getting better and better and better on how they. Um, how they do these like traditional style Pokemon games. It does look like that they've abolished, like they're not doing the let's go. Um, it looks like you can actually fight random encounters. Kind of mm. sad about not having a character follow you around. Um, yeah. Dress up, dress up element shape. Uh. I'm sure there'll still be dress up. There'll still be a dress up component. That's a Is bit there? of a staple. Yeah. I know that you can dress up your character. Like you can change your character's clothes for, for envi- maybe environmental reasons. I don't know. They show you in the snow, in the rocks and everything. So. No, they, but, do, they, they have like contests in the games. I haven't played all of them. So I don't know if it's in a lot of the newer ones I've missed as well. But like, I do know you can add bows and things to your Pokemon. Um, <laughs> I just don't know if you see it in battle is the only thing. Shame. That's what shame, I loved about shame, Let's Go. Oh, nothing like having my little mobster Pikachu fight in Let's Go. That was great. That was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, Sword and Shield as well as the title. Um, obviously, they were going down, like, you know, since it's, you know, kind of based UK-ish, they were obviously going for, like, knights and regalness. So, Sword and yeah. Shield. Um they're going to start running out of things soon anyway. So. I don't think so. They've done Yo? everything. They've done colours. Pie and sausage roll. <laughs> Pokemon pie and Pokemon sausage, sausage roll. That's roll. the new one. Yeah. Um, no, I think uh, they'll, they'll always have something to name it. The, the fun part, I think, between the announcements of Pokemon games and the actual releases, um, the fun part's always that no one knows what the evolutions of the starters will be. Um, so... Oh, I thought uh, that got leaked. No, well, I know that there's been yeah. mockery ones, but I thought there's that always maybe... there's always fan art. Yeah, there's always yeah. fan oh, art that comes. There out. is always um, fan art. I just, uh, <laughs> I just, I just came across a, another bit of fan art image. Um, you know, like the start, like the title, how Pokemon Sword is like the blue sword, and Pokemon Shield's like the red shield behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Pokemon Gun, which is a green gun. With the like little dragon head thing at the trigger, um, cool. All right, um, yeah. Look, I, I don't know. This looks cool. It's a new Pokemon game. It'll be this, much of the same, I'm sure. But um, they they do just polish the shit out of these games as they go. They are oh, they fun do. games to play. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing more Gen Eight Pokemon. Show me more. Um, what also happened this week in <laughs> in like. Stunning fashion, THD Nordic totally missed um, missed the memo. So yeah, yeah, Austrian publisher THQ, sorry THQ Nordic, um, Austrian publisher THQ Nordic. What do I say? THG. THC. Yeah. THG. Yeah, because the Hungry Gamers. I'm just in autopilot saying THG. THQ Nordic. Sorry. Um, (laughs) We do not want to be related to this story. We're not responsible, no. Um, pu- publisher who is um, responsible for the Darksiders series and countless other titles. 
uh, got into a lot of hot water this week. They decided that doing an Ask Me Anything would be a great idea, which sure, you know, do an Ask Me Anything. Mm. Where, where are you going to do it? THQ Nordic, where are you going to do it? Oh, we're going to do it on 8chan. Mm. Huh. Okay. <laughs> cool. Let's see how that goes. Didn't go so well. Got absolutely harassed all the way through the whole thing. Um, the They realized it was not a great idea. And uh, their PR and, and marketing guy, Philip Brock, um, released a statement on Twitter on Tuesday um, realizing that it was not a great idea to use 8chan as the platform for, for other reasons because of all of the controversies around 8chan. Mm. Um, he came out and said the immortal line, I am terribly sorry for the short-sightedness of my decision and promise to be far more vigorous in my assessment of these activities in the future. Uh, this was not about being edgy. Uh, this blew up and I very much regret to have done it in the first place. So that's not the line that's immortal. The immortal line is, I personally agreed to this uh, to this AMA without doing my proper due diligence to understand the history and controversy of the site. I do not condone child pornography, white supremacy, or racism in any shape or form. Good for you, Phil. That's that's not what you want to say as the PR director of anything. <laughs> of anything. I just don't think you want to say that. Having to say that as a human being, like that must have been a rough day for Mr. Brock um having to push that out but seriously like is it a language barrier thing do you reckon like is it a no, no like how how do you how do you just say yes to a website on doing an AMA without even going to the website well apparently they um it's hard it's hard to really work out what happened i think behind closed doors but apparently the arrangement was that the um, the platform would hold back all of the sort of inflammatory comments and stuff. They'd be able to kind of remove those and make it a real clean cut sort of AMA. Um, what what hasn't been mentioned in that little uh, apology though, and like maybe I guess what's a bit more relevant to gamers is that 8chan was kind of the the breeding pool, the spawning pool of of, um, of GamerGate a long time ago. Um, all the bros, the gamer bros got up in arms and decided that women in gaming was not what was right in inverted quotes or whatever, inverted commas or whatever the fucking bullshit, mm -hmm. um, toxic masculine reason for it was. Um, and that was kind of like where all those guys all gravitated towards to just sort of hate and do really bad things like publish. Um, like I know through that process, like Felicia Day, who was completely outspoken in the whole Gamergate issue, she had her personal address and details posted there. Just a real shit group of people on this website at mm. that point in time and also several points since. Um, it's just, why would you go there? Why would you, it, and why would you not know that? You know, that, why would you not know that? That's what I mean. It's just like at some point, someone like... Did they get the request and just get told like, yeah, sure, we'd love to host that. Like, you know, we, obviously we can't do Reddit for some reason. So let's go jump on 8chan. Um, I don't actually, I couldn't actually find why they were doing the AMA either. I, the, I think the initial tweet announcing that they were going to do it was like, hey, we're doing an AMA on 8chan. No idea why, but hey, come and join us. Like... Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was to that should have been to announce something. Like it's the only reason you sort of do these kinds of um, uh, public facing events is to yeah. talk about something that's on in the works and on its way. 
Um, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't quite work it out. Maybe, maybe someone else out there knows. But uh, yeah, oh, just absolute like brain fart moment. Yeah, well, like you've tar- you've pretty much tarnished anything for the future. Well, you know, so um, I'm trying to link. What was the other games that they released at THQ Nordic? Because I don't they've done think a, it was. They've done a ton. They've done a whole bunch. There's another one coming out this year. I forget the name of it, but it's like it looks like. Oh um, Lord, Sunset on Overdrive. <laughs> Dark oh, Side of Sunset Overdrive. No, my game. Oh. Your people. My people now. Great, thanks guys. Way thanks to ruin THQ. Sunset Over <laughs> Sunset Overdrive Two. Won't be getting thanks. that anytime soon. <laughs> Gamergate. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like you know if this guy can get a job thinking that an ask me anything on 8chan is a great idea, then there's hope for all of us, like really. Like if if you're unemployed and you have at least 200 followers on like your Insta, you're probably in with a shot at this guy's job. Oh, so 100%. head over to THQ Nordic and <laughs> go to their careers page and submit your application. Um, I don't really have anything else to add to this, I guess. I just, I just want a brain fart. It was an absolute brain fart. They've um, uh, removed some of the tweets because I know they were giving a shout out to some guy called Mark about yeah. the AMA. <laughs> it was like, that's now a trending term on the internet. <laughs> Hashtag that, shout out to Mark. Hashtag, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, so uh, that's it for the news for this week. Um, and I think that's probably it for us as well. But before we go, quick shout out to... Audio Technica, the best in audio equipment out there. We have been on board from day one um, and then they came on board with us from like day 50 something. And it's been a great, I think, it's been a great partnership ever since. Um, We love them. They have the best gear, the best street gear, street wear. Um, So for the best sounding uh, audio equipment, do head on over to Audio Technica. Not a lot of people know this, but every day an audio technica employee waits outside of the office just to help an old person across the road that's the kind of people that are behind this fantastic gear so go right ahead and check them out um and of course you can uh find all of our fantastic 8-bit podcasts on the 8-bit network um you can search using the hashtag uh sorry the yeah hashtag um 8-bit collective collective um, or you can head on over to uh, at we are 8-bit for a bit of a list or 8bit.net to check out the full list of podcasts on the network. Great podcasts like Dash Culture. Great podcasts like Forever Movie Boys. Did you know Forever Movie Boys, I don't think Brendan knows this, they've got this running gag on their show where Brendan's like their audio engineer. Like they make out like he's actually in the room with them and they always just bark orders at him. <laughs> the other funny thing they do is they say, if you have any complaints, send it to Brendan at 8bit.net. Oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if there is someone that they have to go to, the, you know, boss man has to be it. It's like, yeah. go straight to the manager. But If you want to, for anything, I think they say, if you want to contact us, go to Brendan, uh, send us an email, <laughs> Brendan at 8bit.net. <laughs> it's all oh, in good fun. It's all, tongue, it's all tongue in cheek. But anyway, that's, that's something funny that I, forget and then listen to an episode of theirs and i'm like oh that's right they take the piss out of brendan i don't think either of them have actually met brendan face to face 
as well. Yeah. That's the other fun part. Uh, well, didn't we go to... Actually, that's a lie. Yeah, no, Marche's made him. And Toby. Yeah. yeah, that's a lie. Um, So you can find all of those shows at 8bit.net and the hashtags and ats I just said a moment ago. Um, Outside of that, I think that's kind of it for us. Where can mm. we find you, Ali? You can find me everywhere at Miss Ali Hart. And you can find me at Salim TD. That is it for another week. Um, next week, we'll be back full force. Brendan will be back in the reins, no doubt, with some notes on how we did. Am I getting a no? Is Brendan uh, not back next week? He's not back. Uh, he's back. I'm not back. Ali's not back next week. I will be okay. in the wind. I'll be Ali coming be, Apex Pro. Ali will be in the wind. All right. Well, might be Brendan, me and someone else. Might be me and Brendan. I wouldn't mind like a one-on-one sort of like at each other style podcast where we attack each other. If that's something that you want to see, tweet at us, let us know. Um, attack each other. That's so violent. It's so good. All right. That's it for this week. Thank you everyone for listening and much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.